Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on warriors, we're gonna make it. everyone to another episode of the unqualified therapist (laughs) before we dig in this week to a pretty heavy topic i just have to share our giggle that we had right before this where we got a postcard from a a fan and and her joke on it is i'm no longer a fan i'm a whole air conditioner to have her start over because I just saw it and I couldn't stop laughing. I could not contain myself. I've never heard that and I just feel as though I may use that again and again (laughs) as many times as possible. Shout out to Crystal. Thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you for that. Love it. Love it. Send send us mail. Send us anything. We don't. We love all that stuff. It's fun. All of it. Yes. But that gave us such a (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Whole air conditioner. Uh, What? Oh, man, that's good. That's really good. We needed that. We did. So last week, we talked about mental health versus mental illness. And we even debated on whether or not we thought grief was a mental illness or if it's just part of our mental health. And I guess the point that you said was... We decided that's a moot point because it just doesn't matter. It hurts and it's so hard and it's dehabilitating sometimes and sometimes it's just overwhelming and it overcomes you. So what? it doesn't really matter. I will say that there wasn't really, there hasn't been an episode that's made me think so much as that last one that we recorded. Mm. I think about that a lot now. I can't, like I think about mental health, mental illness, like no matter, I look at things at a different lens, I guess, with a different lens. Yeah. Um, Again, I think it's all a moot point. Does it really matter? I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, and it's all real. Yes. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Because that's something we have to remember. It's all real. It's all real. Your feelings, your emotions, the way that your brain is working is real. And they are valid no matter what anybody says to you or how they look at you when you talk about things. The way you are feeling is valid. And so we just wanted to really talk through that with you all and really focus on grief as part of that. With this being Mental Health Awareness Month, a lot of us are experiencing grief. 
Grief of all types. Yeah. You can have all sorts of losses. Yes. Lots of losses throughout life, whether it's the loss of somebody close to you, loss of a pet, loss of something huge in your life, uh, the end of a relationship, a marriage, anything that's causing you that feeling of grief and loss. Yeah, that feeling that something's missing. Even if you have, you know, refilled that place or Mm. you have like become nearly whole again. (laughs) There are these um, fun dates that come up. So I am coming up on Scott's death date, which is so ridiculous of a word like thing like to say death date. It just sounds. Was there a movie called that death date? I don't know. I think there was. I think it was like a really cheesy horror film, which I feel like Scott would have loved. I mean, yes. (laughs) I would have hated it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he would have made you watch it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Some people say like angel birthday. Oh, I don't like that. I don't know. You can use it if you want to. Go for it, guys and gals. But it's not for me. I'm just going to go with death date. Death date. (laughs) Because I can. Happy death. Oh my god. Oh, this is no. so bad. So bad. <laughs> oh gosh. Listen, we have to pull out the dark humor. I apologize. I'm this sorry. All the things we do to get yes. through cuz I need to laugh. Like I we all know Amy has trouble crying and I have been crying a lot lately. And um while I'm going to go a little off track. While Scott's anniversary of his death is coming up, It has also been because I watched a show that I have never cried this hard at a television show in my life. Really? What show is it? Lily walked in and went, uh, and walked right back out. It was like she (laughs) caught me having sex or something. It was that bad. She literally did. She goes, oh, and like did an about face and left. And I was like, I was ugly crying. Has anyone ever seen me do that? No. No. Firefly Lane. I haven't gotten to the next season yet. Nope. You cannot watch it. I'm not oh, allowing it to happen. Shit. Okay. All right. I have to, though. I, I'm so invested. Nope. I watched the I full... I don't know what it is about it. <sighs> I think it's because it shows the whole life. Yes, it does. It shows the entire It shows the whole life back story. and forth. And it just makes me think about life and how long and short and complex and up and down. It, it was just so devastatingly sad. But yet I, like, was laughing. I was... It, it did probably exactly what it wanted to do I felt the whole gamut of emotions and I felt like I was going through a loss so wow Firefly Lane Mm. Kristen Hannah way to go (laughs) jeez oh she wrote that I better fact check I know well she's the one that wrote the book that you read that four wins right yeah it came up on my Libby so I'm in the of course reading something else and I'm like crap do I take it yeah. do I check it out okay well I pushed the date you know how you can like push it oh yeah that's 10 good, days. That, yes so, it is her mm-hmm. oh boy so if she wrote that then I'm gonna like the four wins then huh mm-hmm. so anyways I have been a little bit emotional but like you know we talk about too that you just don't show that side of yourself to all the people. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of crying in the car. There's a lot of the fan is moving, the guys fan is and gals. Moving. There it, is it's no, off. The fan is the off. The fan's off, and there is no air and in it this was room. Still, like, no. <laughs> it Hello. was completely still. 
we get we were these... just talking we're like how many people do we have on the other side collectively <laughs> who we feel close to we have six six yep so six people moving that fan right there hi whoever yeah is that all of you at once which one of you is it or it's all of them at once i don't know i just got the chills i know we have so many, and we've. T- if you're a longtime listener, if you've listened since the beginning, you know that we get a lot of a lot. signs. We get a lot of electrical things that happen, uh-huh. um, especially a lot of lights. yes. And but what is? I'm going to knock on wood. But we haven't had any issues with the podcasting equipment since we asked we my asked dad to stop. Very because and then, assertively yes we didn't know it was him and then I had this medium reading we would have all of these things would happen the mics would just like stop working or we would listen back and we would sound like robots or like something just wouldn't record at all even right. though it was showing that it was right. like wild things happening we, we were like hear what things on the is under, going on like, it's going the opposite direction now I have chills this is so wild oh my god I don't know how I feel about this. It's going really fast. It's going. Did someone turn that on? <laughs> no, it's not on. It was still. Okay. <laughs> I, Sarah, that's not just. Okay. All right. This is this is weird. <laughs> how does it turn on? The remote. Maybe make sure it's off again. How do you turn gonna... it right here? It is off. It's going. It's slowed down. Okay. Real time, people. In real time. <laughs> You're experiencing this. We're gonna have to cut some of that out, but jeez, that was a lot. It's going so. It's going faster now. (laughs) Oh my god! Turn it off. Make it go. Make sure it's off. It is. It's off. This is not real. I'm gonna video this for people. Hold on. It's off. I know because it was. It was still. It was a hundred percent still. It was not moving. It was off, and then it just started very slowly moving, and then it stopped completely. And then it started very slowly moving in the opposite direction. And now it's slowing down again. Oh my gosh. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi, mom. Hi, dad. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Scott. Hi, Jiddy. (laughs) Hi, Sidi. Okay. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I can't believe this. Has that happened before? No, that's never happened before. Okay, record scratch pause here, post-production, to tell you the story that I didn't finish telling you because we got distracted by the ghost fan. And that is that we used to have all of these electrical problems with the podcast and we didn't know what was going on. And when I saw a medium and I was talking to her about my dad, she said, are you having problems with your electrical equipment with this podcast? Are you having issues? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, that's him. You just need to ask him to stop if you want him to stop. And so we did. And now they don't happen anymore. And now we can get back to the conversation. Okay. So maybe (laughs) you have not listened to us before. Maybe you happened to see us on television or heard us on another podcast. Sometimes I forget that we have people who haven't gone in the backlog. Right. So what I'm talking about, my husband died May 13th, 2019. 19th? 2019 um he died by suicide he had bipolar disorder and lost his battle with that disease and my grandparents recently died in the past couple years holy shit it's It's done now completely now sarah give the quick rundown quick rundown um i lost my brother in a car accident in 1990 1991, excuse me. 1991. Um, My dad uh, passed away from cancer in 2002, and my mother just passed away. (laughs) I said just. 
it wasn't it was it feels like it feels like yesterday it feels like yesterday passed away on um halloween of 2021 it's definitely feels like yesterday yes so loss right so lots of it um there are things that just come up sometimes that either these signs that we get that sometimes we laugh about sometimes we feel close to the person uh we've had all sorts of wild stories you can go back and listen to um both of us having readings uh with mediums and hearing what what happened during those and what they had to say to us so sometimes it's comforting and sometimes it just hurts you know and uh, as I get to this particular anniversary it just hurts for me mostly because I go back and I'm I'm obsessed with going back in time hop to see like five days before four days before like how many times did I call how many times did I text so more context I had two weeks of no contact so I, I just didn't hear back from him for two weeks which is common um, from what I've read with people who die by suicide. They kind of like don't make contact because then they know that they could get talked out of it. Mm. So, so that is kind of the rabbit hole I go down. I go down this like, oh, what if I would have done this? Did I do that? And all of these things. And then I was at soccer practice this week and I decided for some reason to go back into my Instagram and read my post starting from the the post where I shared about him passing away and then going forward. And it was like reliving my grief, that mm. deep, deep grief that like you can't get out of bed. And in a way, I'm glad that I wrote about it because I almost forgot that kind of grief mm-hmm. that makes it like you're so depressed. It like, see, they overlap. It like almost mm-hmm. like mirrors depression. And then what it was like for me to manage my kids' grief and my own at the same time and all of that. So I've kind of been playing through that. And it's just, it's it's really, I don't know. I know that it's not like a positive thing to do, but I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. Now, so much stuff is packed away because we just got the basement redone. So it's way back in the one closet, so I can't get to it. If I could, I would probably dig it all back up and read through old cards and read through the cards that people gave me when he passed away. And this is just kind of a ritual of what I do. I don't know. It's just really hard. Like, yeah, I'm in love again. Yeah, I have a really great partner. Yeah, my kids are like doing well. It just never, ever, the pain feels like it's never going to actually go away. And here's why for me, he would love who I am today. Like, who is this person who goes to all these concerts? Who is this person who like shares Spotify playlists and knows new music and like all of these things that he wished I was or someone who stands up to the bully and leaves a situation and goes into a better situation, even though it's scary and you don't know what's going to happen. Or who is this person who like talks about mental health in Pittsburgh on TV? He would just he would love me now even more but I could have never been this person I was just gonna say that and not so many words but to say the the person you had to be in your relationship with him protection you had to protect you had him. to be in business mode and protecting him and the kids you ha- exactly you had to protect your children protect yourself protect him protect your marriage and you were in constant survival mode and so 
thinking about going to concerts or listening to new music or standing up to people just wasn't that was not at the forefront of your mind right I had to fall in line with everything else Mm -hmm. so that I could protect that and if I get back to the heart of the reason why I became I thought about this the other day a mental health advocate yes it's for me but truly at the very beginning what it was for was for him and for people who are in that situation that was the it it was lonelier to be in a situation with someone who was having mental health crisis than it was when he died Mm -hmm. and that whole I don't know 16 years or however long 10 years really truly with the illness he I had to just keep that secret and live there and that protection and all of that was so hard and that is why you know I became an advocate and why I speak out and why I say the things I do and damn it this is crazy that we can't talk about this Mm -hmm. because then nobody wants to be our friend anymore Mm -hmm. or they're scared of us or we're too much trouble or they don't forgive him when he comes out of it it was isolating and that was what I wanted to do was to stop that isolation for other people so as I revisit the date of his death I think about you know my purpose and why I do the things I do now death dates are hard they're odd they're weird they're so deeply personal I feel what you're saying so much because your friends your coworkers, the people that you see on a daily basis it's so hard because people are like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and you're like oh and you can choose to share or you can't and it's like When you say, oh, well, it's the anniversary of my husband's death or it's the anniversary of my mom's death or whatever it is. Like talk about a conversation stopper. Stopper. It's like record scratch. And people are like, oh, and they have no idea what to say. And I don't have the energy for that on those days. (laughs) And then I end up feeling guilty and bad because I feel like I'm bringing other people down and I don't want to do that. Then I get like upset because I'm like, well, I want to talk about it because I'm sad. And I hurt and I'm hurting right now and I need to share that with someone and I want to talk about my hurt, but I also don't want to make you feel bad. So or uncomfortable or uncomfortable or not know what to say. But the reality is you don't have to say anything. And if you did know that person, like sharing stories and that's the most important thing about them, saying their name. It's so wonderful to hear that. And reassuring and comforting and just brings a smile and some warmth and so that's that's the advice I would have for you and I know we give that sometimes advice on what to say when you don't know what not to say say and what not to say could have been a lot worse oh (laughs) so I feel like one of the things though that is probably similar for especially us and then anyone else who has had someone who has passed away is that you kind of also remember where you were. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like you close your eyes and see the room the Mm -hmm. moment you found out. Mm -hmm. You know, you tell this story of when your brother passed away so much, so clearly, and you were so small. Yeah. And so... I was my daughter's age. I was 10 years old. Right. And that is definitely an experience, too, that I think that when these anniversaries come around, we can all understand what that's like and that's a weird thing too like Mm -hmm. why am I reliving this day and for Mm -hmm. some reason it brings me comfort to just like go through the whole day when you were saying too that you think about like what you were doing five days before four days before I think about that 
with my brother with Jeff because it was a sudden the sudden deaths yes the things that happen out of nowhere that you're not expecting yeah and so it was five days after he had turned 21 and so he had gone to a like sports bar to play pool with a friend beforehand and then he was just driving to work like how mundane you know like yeah and then it brings some unnecessary anxiety into daily life for me sometimes like because then you think about your own mortality exactly You're and like, i what if this is the last right. time i do blank right Ex- i i think that sometimes same and it's awful <laughs> but it also helps me to be more present and helps me to say things that i should be saying anyways telling the people that i love that i love them telling the people what they are doing for me and how much it means to me in the moment and not after when it's too late i've heard somebody use the expression like giving flowers in life like giving them your flowers while they're alive yeah and uh, for me that's the words for my expression and i don't know if that's what that person meant or not or if they meant physical flowers i don't know but right for me it's expressing how I feel about somebody because I laid next to my dad in his hospital bed and I whispered in his ear for a long time and told him all kinds of things that I should have said Yeah, in the 22 years leading up to the time that I had with him. And it did make me do that for my mom though. I told her how I felt was the reason that when I had my son, I called her and I said, I understand now. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get the love, the feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry for everything I've ever said to you. <laughs> <laughs> she laughed and I was like, no, for real. I really am. I'm sorry. Every mother's waiting for that. Yeah, call. exactly. <laughs> and and she's like, it's okay. And just, I it made me more present for my relationship with her. So yeah. I go all over the place. I understand the vastness of the world. Well, you just heard us talk about, you know, a past life experiences and how, you know, big everything is. And, you know, Sarah and I talked pretty openly that we both believe that mm-hmm. it doesn't make the pain less, even though I understand things. I don't know how to explain that. I mean, in a very real way, whether you believe this or not, I believe that, you know, Scott speaks through the medium that I speak with. He said, like, I need you to let go of this because it had to happen this way. Like, my brain was too broken. It had to happen. You could have not done a single thing. And then, of course, he, like, bugs Sarah, tells her <laughs> the same thing. Like, <laughs> tell her she couldn't have done anything. And then here's me still, like, Hi, I'm going to go through Time Hop and I'm going to go through our text and see if I could have done anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's like, stop it. (laughs) You're wasting your time. You should be watching your kid play soccer. I get that. But sometimes it's a compulsion. I just have to do it. Mm -hmm. But so even though I understand the vastness, the bigness, the whole big picture, I think we all do. But the pain is still present. Mm. It's present all the time. And another comparison that we've talked about on the show before, but it's been a really long time, so I feel like it warrants bringing it up again, is there was, and I'm so sorry I'm not crediting the person because I don't know who it was, so I apologize. But if I find it, I will put it on our Instagram, but I'm going to put the drawing on there if I find it. Somebody made a drawing, and it was like a square. So like a 
four by four square. And they drew this button in the corner and the button is pain. And they drew this big circle that took up almost the whole square that's grief. And so the, squ- the, the circle in the middle keeps hitting that button because it's so big and it keeps hitting it over and over and over again. And then as time goes on and things happen and you mm-hmm. heal and you process, the circle gets smaller. And so it hits the button less. But it's still there and it but still hits, it hits the button. It, hurt, it, it still hurts. hurts. The same fucking exactly. Amount. <laughs> it hurts the same amount as it did when it hit wow. when it was really big. So and then the circle can get bigger again. And then it can get smaller again. And it's just this ever changing cycle that's just always going to be there. It never goes away. The circle never disappears. And you might add more circles to it <laughs> as you lose more people or more things in your life. Oh, so the button gets hit more and it hurts just as badly each time. Yeah, that was a really good... I like that. I do too. And so I know whomever... you've told me before, <laughs> but that means more some reason right now. Yeah. It, it really does. Because it makes so much sense because I'm like not hitting the button, not hitting the button, not hitting the button, going yeah. months and months. And then all of a sudden it hits mm-hmm. and somehow I'm right back yeah. to four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's because... It, that was such a good graphical like picture of is that the right word graphical yeah graphic yes mm, yeah <laughs> visualization yes there we go visualization visualization words are hard when you're in your feelings <laughs> they really are they really are i found it oh yeah twitter user lauren herschel shared an analogy that explains how grief changes over time and why it can still bubble up randomly Her pictures that she drew to explain it have been retweeted over 3,700 times. Hmm. I will post it for us all to see on our Instagram. So check that out. I think it's interesting as well because I think some people celebrate or honor their loved one in different ways. Um, Trying to explain that to my six-year-old's difficult, like a graveyard. Hmm. Um, something that I've never understood, but for some people it brings great comfort. Uh, I've never really understood those sitting. Maybe you just wanted a quiet place. Sometimes I think that, but that is some a way that people will spend time with their loved one or like celebrate those special days. I've spent time in the graveyard. Um, my parents are now buried next to each other, next to my brother. They're all three buried in the same spot. It has brought comfort because the graveyard is like one of the most peaceful places. Um, obviously, it's very quiet. <laughs> uh, there's gorgeous, beautiful trees. I mean, they're buried in West Virginia, so it's, you know, a beautiful space. And they're under this big, huge shaded tree, all of them. I know that they're not there. I know that. I understand that. I don't go to spend time with them. It's, it's more of like maybe it's purposeful time. It is. It's purposeful time. It is an actual like we are going yes to it's, do this. It's the the ceremony of it all. I don't know. I mean, it was very emotional and meaningful for me to go there for my brother and for my dad. Um, but you know, we had a funny. We had a little funny with my mom being buried, and so now I just kind of giggle when I think about it. Was you, it then the thing almost you were fell? There. Yes, you were there for it. I did not know. It was one of those slow motion things where I was like, am I supposed to? I uh, can't do anything. So to lighten things up, because we have to. We have to lighten things up. Um, I'm just going to quickly tell this story. So during my mother's funeral, we go to the graveyard. And (laughs) it's just like, and of course, with with 
it had to be her uh, <laughs> because she was always she would always say that these kinds of things would happen to her so here we are you know how they put caskets on like rolling uh things so that they can easily roll it to oh, the know. bars to lower it down into the grave well, like I said, it's West Virginia, and so it's hilly, and it's a little slope slanted. And so she's <laughs> she's on the roller things, and it has a break. It has breaks. And so <laughs> our pastor's talking, and as he's talking, my sisters and I are holding each other's hands, watching, going, is it moving? Is it moving? I think it's moving. Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, I think nope. it's moving. <laughs> nope. Nope. And the, the poor guy, like, with the funeral home, like, kind of, like, hops over real quick and, like, throws the brake on. It's like, <laughs> she stops. And I was like, oh, jeez, dear God. She almost, like, when she went, <laughs> took off. She, she's like, I'm out of here. This is Bye. ridiculous. I'm done. <laughs> it was something. Yeah. It was definitely something to see. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Nance. <laughs> Another thing that I loved about like how to like be in it because, you know, at some point when especially you don't have to do anything, you do you however Mm -hmm. you want to heal. I'm going to talk about myself. I need to be at a place where I can like really be sad and then like shift back into life. Mm -hmm. So on the show Shrinking, I think I've told you about this before, but I love, love, love Uh, Harrison Ford is like the older, you know, therapist. And Jason Segal is the younger, well, youngish, I guess, but his wife dies. And so uh, Harrison Ford kind of, um, I don't know, mentors maybe Jason Segal's daughter in a sense because he's like not good at parenting because he's like in deep grief. And he's, she, he tells her about this like, you get 15 minutes to put on the saddest songs ever and just like cry and just like let it out and and you put the timer on your phone and then when 15 minutes is up you like okay and it's like cathartic and you know and then you get out of it I mean that's just one way but you know you come up with your own ways of being like okay I'm gonna allow myself 15 minutes to go through old videos and then I'm out where before way back when it would be all night and I would never go to sleep Mm -hmm. I would just be up oh forever you know doing that and unable to stop myself. And so, you know, that's one way that I have learned to feel my feelings, but still live in this life. In the spirit of full disclosure and authenticity, Amy wanted me to let you know that she wanted to post a retraction, that she did spiral last night into old text messages for about three hours and wanted to say, I record a retraction. Amy proceeded to not follow her own advice after this recording. So basically, folks, she's a human being with human feelings. She did the whole spiral thing last night. It happens no matter how many plans we lay for ourselves. So have some grace for yourself and for Amy, too. (laughs) She needs to have some grace for herself. Okay, back to it. I think that's a good guideline. Yeah, it's like I said, you do you. Yeah. However you want to grieve and if you're still feeling that way. But for me, like, I, 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 because... I think because I'm so susceptible to depression, I could just easily, I can watch myself just go there. I could easily go there. If I do not put a timer and I do not put a limit on it, you can say goodbye, Amy, for a couple months. (laughs) She's going to be laying in her bed. So, you know, that's just a strategy that I have come up with to manage it. 
I have a hard time with it because of the rebellion of my <laughs> feelings. Like the four. No, it's the rebellion of my feelings because I was raised so hard on you cry too much. You feel too much. You need to let things go. You need to let things slide off your back. And being told you get five minutes and then you got to go live your life. And I was like, how am I supposed to do that? I'm 10. My brother just died. Right, I don't right. get it. That's probably a huge trigger for you. So it's like you. hearing that, I'm kind of like, oh, that makes me sad. Like it hurts. It's like a punch in the gut. Like that hurts. But I get it. Like it makes sense for you and it works for you. Um, I probably do need to do something like that. I need to figure out my own way, I guess. Of- oh, yeah. Of doing it, but um, I I have tried uh, avoidance for too long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I do need to let myself feel, and I do. I let myself feel, and then I wrap it up. (laughs) So I guess it's essentially the same thing. I just don't have like a, a hard stop to it. And sometimes the hard stop isn't like a timer. It's like, Avery needing food. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, it could be that or like Lily's having a crisis with her science stuff or I don't even know what it is, Mm -hmm. but that brings me back to reality Mm -hmm. too. And it's almost like I can hear Scott in my head, like, go take care of the babies, like go Mm -hmm. take care of our kids. And I, and each circumstance is so different. Each situation is different Mm -hmm. for my, for me and for everyone. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not like, Oh, every time I'm like 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. It's just me. That's a goal I have because if I go down the path, I really won't, I I will, I will go away. I don't want to go away. Oh, I totally, (laughs) I totally understand what you're saying. Completely get it. And I get what you're saying too. So I, you know, I guess that I don't want to give, I'm not giving advice to anyone out there. All I'm saying is that find what works for Mm -hmm, you. mm -hmm. If it's a day that you need the whole damn day, like take that day, you know? So I know that Saturday is going to be insanely hard for me, like really, really hard. And so that is why I'm going to dress up and go to Lizzo (laughs) with my daughter. I didn't know you were going to Lizzo. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I've asked Mike to do something with Avery so that like, and I'm, so I'm going to spend the morning with Avery, do something special. And then I'm going to do the evening with Lily for something special because you know, if Scott could have known Lizzo's music, he, he would have been, he would have just been enamored. I mean, you know, he was Lady Gaga's first fan. So <laughs> I I just think that it's perfect. And Lily it was like, perfect. this is perfection. And I was yeah. like, it, it really is. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I guess commemorate the moments. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that you just got to find your thing. Right. You know, and if I said, oh, I'm too sad to do anything. I know Amy, I'm talking in third person, gross, well enough to know that's a bad plan. I also I also feel like we need to discuss important days. So like Mother's Day is coming up and there's this new thing where it's like people are afraid, companies are afraid to talk about Mother's Day or they're saying, do you want to opt out of getting Mother's Day emails? Or do you want to- I've seen that. Is that a thing? It's a That's thing. That's a trend It's or a something? thing. It is. And are I think it's- people trying to be like sensitive? They are. Now, I may sound like a f- fucking old fuddy-duddy when I say this, especially since I just used the word fuddy-duddy. <laughs> well, you know. 
but like I feel like it's just taken it a little too far. Like Ooh. I do. Oh, I never thought Sarah would say something like that. I okay. know. Okay. I know. Like, yeah, I lost my mom. I did. It sucks. Mother's Day is going to be hard. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to see other people celebrating their mothers. That I don't want to celebrate my own motherhood. That I don't want to, you know, celebrate the bonus moms in my life. Like, I want to give your mom, like, some love and shout out, like, and say like thank you for supporting me as hard as you have you know for as long as I've known you it does love you everything that I've ever done since I've known you Mm -hmm. and so Kathy I am telling you that right now this is me this is me giving you your flowers in life (laughs) you know she's coming to town for two weeks well then yes Kathy can we please yes we need to we need to spend some time together but like I, I don't think that that should be a thing. I think that we should. Wow, I am blown away by this. I love it and I'm here for it. But it could I be am an shocked. unpopular opinion. I don't know. But I think it's just, it's, it, yes, it hurts. It's a part of life. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's too far. I like that. I mean, I like that you're saying that. Yeah. I don't know where I stand. I mean. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I I think that I resist Mother's Day for other reasons. <laughs> the same reason that every mom in the damn world does. Like, did they forget again? Mm-hmm. Right. But, because um, it's like, it's either, it's I'm just either great some levity or to there's it, some like all. fucking letdown where right, you're right, just right. like, really? No. So but, I have no expectations ever. <laughs> um, but I will say like in the beginning, maybe you didn't feel that way at first Mother's Day. I don't know. Probably not because it was just months after, but because I, I wanted to like, I love love now, mm-hmm. but I will never forget this intense urge to trip couples <laughs> <laughs> in the first month. <laughs> I was like, it's like that urge to like pull the fire alarm, but don't yeah, do it. Yeah. And I would sit there and I'd be like, fucker. And I would yeah. trip them okay. for being happy. All right. No. So, so full disclosure, full honesty. I felt the same way in different ways. Like, and my sister is a heart. She listens to every episode. So she's going to hear this. So I'm going to, so shell, this is some truth. I'm dropping some truth bombs. <laughs> Like, she's always been a motherly figure to me because of our age difference. Like, we have this very large age gap. She was a senior in high school when I was born. So just for those that don't know, like, so pretty, you know, she could have been my mom. Right. And so after my mom passed, our mom passed, and she continued to just be who she is with me. There was no change. Like, she was still being the same sister, big sister, motherly figure that she's always been in my life. I think I'm just, it's just now hitting me. So I'm sorry I didn't say this to you in person when we were talking, Shelly. But like, I think that that's, there could have, that could have been where some of this, like, I was like, oh, no, no, you are not my mom. Like, mm. she's gone. Like, don't. Yeah. But no, like now, I think I'm just having this full evolution and like, turn around to say like no like let's celebrate all the mother figures in our life like regardless of where they come from that's a big evolution I love that um I love you Shelly I love you Lori (laughs) oh I think that is great I think that's great and I guess that also shows the evolution of grief right so yeah it changes it just doesn't ever go away so we can feel different ways and we can appreciate things Mm -hmm. That in those first couple months, you cannot you appreciate. No. Now, maybe 
there's someone out there that can, but I've not known anyone in grief deep in it who can. And yeah, you know, it's it just, it's just those first couple months is just touch and go. <laughs> yeah. To put it lightly. And that's okay. Yeah. And that that's okay. okay. That's okay. And if 30 years later you have a day that's touch and go, that's okay. The circle has hit the button and I'm, I'm getting really protective now because Amy told me something off air and maybe I, I can cut this out if you don't want me to say it, but how, when she expresses how sad she is, that people look at her funny. I want to fucking pound those people. Like tell me who they are. <laughs> Well, because because here's this is why I keep saying it. I'm scared. I realize I'm like I'm, you're getting a little overprotective. You've said it twice now, where you're like, when people tell you they're sad, like it doesn't matter how long it's been. Like let them be sad. It could be decades. It doesn't matter. The pain is still there. Yeah, I I mean it's tough. It's really tough because there's I think people get tired of it. In listening back while I was editing, this hit me so hard because I just thought, oh my god. If you're tired of hearing about someone's grief, imagine how tired they are of feeling it. Because I know some days I am so sick and tired of grief. And that's okay. I mean, I get that. That's okay. But, you know, I am grateful. I am so grateful for all the therapy that I've done and all the reflection and my three-fourths finished bullshit book. <laughs> it's going to get done. 2024. 2024, it's going to be published. Year. That's our year. 2024, published. Okay. Published. Okay. So, but those are the things that helped me to get to this point where, you know, someone looking at me like that's not going to make me, like, freak out and cry. I am, like, kind of a little bit irritated by it, but because it still is a big deal. Like I lost my husband, like I lost my best friend and yes, it was so hard and we weren't doing well and I'm, I have a new partner and I'm in love. I get all of these things, but my best friend who I have kids with that I want to see these things and know these things and I want him to see this Amy and be with, like, I want to have fun with him. Like, I don't know, you know, I want him to hear and from my kids and the things that you know they want to say to him I want that to be able to happen so that's never going to go away no matter what no matter no matter what and four years it's been four years and I don't know it doesn't seem like that long it's not that long it's not that long at all that's a blink of an eye I do have a brand new life and I knew I would have a brand new life like You know, I had a vision. This is so weird. I had a vision two hours after I saw his body. I remember being in an Uber and being like, oh my God, it was the weirdest thing. I saw the whole thing and I was like, I'm going to have a whole nother life. Not necessarily being excited or sad or anything like that. Just being like, that's weird that I get two lives. Different chapters is how I've been looking at it. And you're in a 15th chapter even. You know, we're in these deep, deep into our books of our lives, the chapters of our lives. See, that's why Firefly Lane shook me. Yeah, yes, because it does. It goes back and forth and talks about all the- It shows you all the chapters and all the lives and all the things. So today, um, I had like a big anniversary, I guess, you know, with my breast cancer. And Randy looked at me and he's like, man, we have lived a lot of lives. And I was like, yeah, we sure have. And I just think about that section of life and that was all happening at the same time as your grief. And we were 
it was all of these overlapping things that were happening between us, which is so wild to think about where we are now together in our relationship. I know. And when people ask us our story, like, I don't know how to put that in one sentence. You can't. And that's like, what's gonna so hard. They're going to ask us, so we're yeah. going to be on TV <laughs> again, and they're going to ask us, and I really have been I, thinking hard. Yeah. How do we say that in a soundbite? I don't know. <laughs> if somebody can help us out with that, that would be great. <laughs> any I any mean, people out there in communication? <laughs> <laughs> PR. Anyone? Help. Help. Uh, we intersected at two cliffs. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. We intersected at the end of the hardest things that we've done mm-hmm. and sort of survived. Mm-hmm. We were like in survival. We're surviving now. I think we helped each other get to this point. Yes. Like even at the beginning of this podcast, that was a totally different life. Completely different life. So if you go and listen from. Oh my gosh. I drank way too much. To this- <laughs> Wow, we are telling the truths now. <laughs> oh, shit. You do what you need to do to, to get, get through, through your grief. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are completely different people now than we were two and a half years ago when we started this whole thing. And I just think about the beliefs, some of the beliefs that I held that I don't hold anymore. Some of the feelings, the feelings that I was living in that I don't live in anymore. That is for sure. That's for sure. The things we've let go of. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That list is long. Yes. So it's quite a few things. And that is something that I am so proud of for us. I am too. And I really hope that this is doing that for you as well that are listening even just a little bit that you find yourself in different chapters and that each one is better than the last or that each one is at least more evolved than the last. It may not be better, but you may understand more and may see things a little bit more clearly that your circle isn't hitting your button as much. (laughs) And when it does, maybe you have a new way to handle that, to know you have to feel it. And then just maybe how you're going to recover that feeling might just be a little bit different than it was in the beginning. Yeah. So we're different, but our purpose, like the main, like the soul of this podcast is still exactly the same. And it's just being able to talk about the things that no one wants to talk about Mm -hmm. and to bring awareness to things like mental health, mental illness, grief, you know, all of the things that are hush hush the heart of this remains the same we're evolving because Sarah wants to celebrate Mother's Day (laughs) I sure do and you know what's really different from I just feel like I need to put this uh, out into the universe what's really different for me this year that hasn't been the same the past couple of years is that the last couple of years I wanted to be left alone Um, my husband said what do you want to do for Mother's Day I said I want to be left alone so he would take the kids and he would leave And I would just either read or sit on the deck or do nothing. And that's what I needed at the Mm -hmm. time. That was what I needed to do. And I encourage you to do that if that's what you need to do. We talked about that when it came to parenting about um, when we were on uh, Talk Pittsburgh. Amy said, if you need to hire a babysitter to do dinner and baths while you literally just lay in bed and take some time for yourself and rest, do it. Like, do the things you have to do. But this year, I'm I'm happy and happier, I guess. I'm feeling differently. I don't want to say happier. I'm feeling differently. 
Yeah. Happy is a weird word. Yes. It's not, it's not the right word. Um, I'm able to feel joy. Mm-hmm. And, um, as we always talk about the joy and grief can coexist and they are, they're coexisting and it's a better spot. I feel yeah. more stable. I feel more grounded and I'm spending the day with my family. Yeah. Knowing full well that that rug could just fly out too. For sure. I mean, just be, just, I don't know. Again, we are not here to tell you how to do it. We're here to tell you our stories, how things are flowing for us. Mm -hmm. And to know that, you know, we ebb and flow, if not the same as you more. (laughs) (laughs) Healing's not linear, linear, folks. No way. (laughs) And remember, grief's a sneaky bitch. Yes, it is. She likes to creep. (laughs) sometimes that healing line looks like the uh heartbeat monitor (laughs) also with some loop-de-loops in there yes (laughs) laser loop that's an old kennywood reference for those of you out there i didn't know what the hell's the laser loop was my favorite ride growing up i didn't it was literally just like a loop oh upside down that sounds awful you know i also was a younger person right I've not oh. like <laughs> issues like I have now. I've never been able to do spinny things or upside down things. I feel yeah. like I'm gonna barf on those, but anyways. I mean for now, yes, yeah, same. But yeah. all right. Well, here's to hoping that your circle is small right now. And if it's not, we love you. And we understand. We get it. Um, even if you feel like nobody else does. This is a weird episode, everyone. <laughs> Let me just ask, what episodes aren't weird? Does that go in the bloopers or the actual show? (laughs) That goes in the actual show. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, this is us. We're not super polished. No. We wouldn't want it any other way. The fact they trust us on live TV is a miracle. (laughs) All right. Do what you need to do. There is no shame and there is no guilt. And whatever it is that you need to do, you want to sit at the graveyard, you want to wear a see-through top at Lizzo, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want to do, you do you and take care of yourself. Please take care of yourselves. Do what needs to be done. Stay wild. And weird warriors. We love you. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're gonna make it. We are-